You've heard the phrase, Dave Ramsey's mentioned it a few times, death by a thousand cuts. Today's episode, I want to talk about being uncuttable, meaning it doesn't matter the cuts that try to get us the, oh, I overspent here. I didn't spend enough here. I'm blowing money here. This is a problem. I have too many expenses. Just being uncuttable, making sure that it's not just expenses, but there's no more deaths by a thousand cuts. You have an ongoing portfolio. By the way, do you know that's an Italian word? Came from a certain place. I believe it was uh, Venice, Italy. Had kind of a financial, well, had a big financial uh, sector hundreds of years ago. And that uh, they came up with all kinds of words, uh, including folio, I believe, is one of those. Portfolio. An ongoing portfolio. Do you have an ongoing portfolio? Do you have passive income? How do you become uncuttable? In other words, these thousand cuts, these thousand ways that could actually hurt you financially, you're not just eliminating them but you're creating. You're becoming not really a someone who consumes as much as someone who creates. This passive income is in harmony with the purchases, so you get more effective and efficient with time. Let me explain. So what you buy is going to you're going not going to pay for it once. You're not even going to pay for it twice. You're going to pay for it once and then ongoing for that maintenance and perhaps it's going to cost you money each time if you buy a car. You're also buying oil changes, you're buying gas, you're buying all these things over time, the mechanics and such, repairs, that's all going to come up with time. So how do you buy so that it's not just low cost going forward, but perhaps you make money on that or that your purchases get more effective? You've heard about certain vehicles or certain technology that the updates make this computer or vehicle more efficient with time, not less efficient, becomes more effective. So how do you get some of these? Uh, if you're buying a home, this is where the classic Robert Kiyosaki gets misquoted or misunderstood. Your home is not an asset is what he's often talked about. And I just saw it again. He published it the other day on a Facebook post. People get frustrated with that because, you know, others talk to you about that it is an asset. Here's, here's what he's talking about, I believe. Are you buying something so that it can generate income ongoing? Income above and beyond the expenses or are the expenses so high that no matter what you paid for it, you're, you're paying out money every month. You're losing money. So it's a liability. Assets and liabilities are determined by what happens after you buy it. Does it cost? Does it cost more than it brings in? Why, didn't you, why not buy atrophy fighters? In other words, don't buy something that's going to take away money, time, health in the future. Atrophy fighters such as a wrinkle-preventing shades, sunglasses that actually help decrease wrinkles so you're not tempted to spend big money on cosmetics or plastic surgery or whatever going forward. How about beds that aren't just comfortable and showy and flashy, but they prevent back pain or insomnia? What would that save you if you didn't have to have back surgery in the future? 10,000, 20,000? What if you had a bed that helped you sleep deep late night? How much more effective would you be the next day preventing that insomnia? How about um, if you were to be able to get vegetable gardens and fruit trees? So the trees that you buy aren't just ones that look nice, but they actually lower your food bill going forward. What does it cost an average family to eat? A few hundred bucks a month, several thousand dollars a year? What if you could take that down? What if you could get rid of your eating out so much because you're enjoying really delicious, yummy food that you planted once, paid for the seed once, but now each year... 
It just comes back with little or no effort. Matter of fact, if you notice that some fruits and vegetables, some trees, some things actually multiply each year without any additional effort. You bought the seed once, but now the rhubarb comes back bigger and better the next year, greener, fuller, and it expands. What about raspberry bushes? You plant them once and then, oh my goodness, the next year they're 20% bigger than 30, 40, 50, and pretty soon they're trying to overtake the yard, so you gotta be a little careful, right? Or you plant pumpkins or something else and they just keep getting better and better each year at less cost. What could you, what could you do in your financial life if that was the case? You invest once, but it gets better and better and better. What if you could get uh, maybe double-paned windows where you know how they have the gas infused in between the two panes and it cuts, it actually decreases your bills. Maybe your air conditioning in the summer and your heating in the winter. Now it's less costly. Yes, the first year you don't notice a big difference, but then year after year, it just seems like the savings pile up. What if your job is not a commute? You don't have to commute there. You work from home or better, uh, maybe for some. It's just a short commute, so you're still able to get out of the house and focus and not meddle home and work, but it's just a short commute, so you're saving so much money on wear and tear on your car. So you don't have to worry about getting a car with 50 miles a gallon. Now you're putting hardly any miles on. I one time had a vehicle that took about $320 or so a month in fuel. Fuel costs were nearing four bucks a gallon. The car was a big old Lexus, and I had to drive about a 45-minute one-way commute 45 minutes back in traffic. The car sucked fuel so badly. And then I ended up getting an opportunity to work close to home, about a two minute, three minute commute. And once you know it, I ended up spending about 60 bucks a month on fuel, despite the high fuel cost. I shortened my commute. How about you grow a business that's dependent more on systems than your own efforts? Matter of fact, a good friend of mine was just sharing this with another friend about you know a business is successful when it's not so dependent on the owner. It's not really self-employed as Robert Kiyosaki teaches. Now it's a business. It's true system-based. It's got enough of the right employees and systems and techniques that it grows and grows despite if the owner's there or not. Financial freedom comes from being regenerative, thinking regenerative, thinking multiplicative, thinking more like my daughter was talking about the other day, it's about the exponents. It's about that geometric growth, not the linear growth. It's not about addition as much as it's about multiplication. How can you multiply your efforts? So what you do doesn't pay off just a little bit or grows a little bit or goes down. Oftentimes it's a depreciation, depreciating liability. We want an appreciating asset. Appreciating asset. Okay, um, some of the things that regenerate or they're multiplicative, how about our characteristics, our knowledge, our relationships? Uh, let me share one last thing with you. Just uh, recently, our family, we do, you know how we are. We, we talk about money. We talk about faith. We talk about family. We talk about helping others. We, we try to be excellent. And we were talking the other day. Uh, we, we saw an Escalade, one of those wonderful Cadillac Escalades. They look gorgeous. It's been around 20 years or something like that. We saw one, my wife and I had a little bit of a debate because I said, man, you know, they cost about 110,000 brand new and usually within a few years, they depreciate quite a bit and they go down to maybe worth $20,000 or so within the first five, six years. She said, no, it can't be that much. So she Googled it, checked out the price and went, oh my goodness, they depreciate and as do most vehicles. But here's what we, we talked to our, to our children about. Later on, we had another opportunity to talk about investing and, and things and and we talked about if you put 110,000 or 
110, 120,000 thereabouts into a vehicle that's going to depreciate. That's a depreciating liability. And within five, six, seven years, you've lost six figures. If you put that $100,000 into your own business or to a business that you know is going to thrive, you find business owners, you invest in them, you f find a great investment. And of course, my wife reminded me, it's not, it's easier said than done. But let's say you're not that great at it, but you bought five of those $100,000 vehicles in your lifetime. Or maybe more realistically, it's a $30,000, $50,000 vehicle. And you've bought a few of those for each of you, you and your spouse over a 30, 40 year period. Well, you know you're going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if that money had been put into a business, had been put into real estate, had been put into some kind of an opportunity to grow, what would that do? Well, we looked at if you put it into a certain business, it would be worth four or five million bucks. 100,000. Uh, from the period of 2012 to 2022, 10 year period, we said, okay, you buy a $100,000 vehicle or you invest in a business. One pays you four or five million bucks if you get the right business, obviously. One, you're going to lose tens of thousands of dollars no matter what. Interesting. You could even take that on a smaller scale. If I spend $30,000 on my next car or I take $30,000 and I invest it wisely in some real estate businesses, other opportunities, what will happen? I hope you'll think twice about where you're going to put your money and that it will be multiplicative, regenerative. It will be something that truly grows and gets better instead of sucks your money and causes you a death by a thousand cuts. Good luck.